Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Junior Funners. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, apologies for a bit of a gap between uh, the last episode and this one. Um, I've been feeling too good, but uh, we're moving forward heroically because the listener comes first or something. Um, this is Junior Funners. It's a podcast uh, about Arsenal and about football and uh, whatever else happens to occur to us. And us is me, I'm Ollie, and it's Lawrence. Party on, listeners, and party on, Ollie. Exactly. And uh, you probably also heard a little bit of the delay there. The delay is back with us, uh, our, our second co-host. Um, the you know that's the 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 glory of doing this uh, remotely rather than in person still in the middle of a global pandemic uh, unfortunately so don't forget to wear your masks folks mask up and wash your hands and wash your freaking hands you disgusting animals like all all time every time yeah so the you know you can feel the the top layer of skin coming off because that's the yeah. that's the dirtiest one so you want to just scrub that top layer of skin clean off if you if you can um so yeah we got uh it, it has been a, a few weeks um since we last recorded so we got a fair bit of arsenal news to catch up on so let's do that now radio voice at you there um <clears throat> so yeah um when we last recorded i was just looking at the uh arsenal's fixtures and results so i think we we talked about um the home win at west ham is that right yeah yes west ham so that that just happened and then i think the next well the next two fixtures we had coming up after that were uh leicester in the uh the Carabao cup and uh, then we were away to Liverpool in the league. Um, so the Leicester match, I don't really remember anything about whatsoever. Apparently, we won it 2-0, though. Um, so that's good. And then uh, the Liverpool match, I do remember in more detail. I watched it, um, where we, we lost 3-1. Um, not a whole lot we could do about that. To be honest, Liverpool were just absolutely in. They were, they were, they were on their bullshit. Um, you know, there was just no stopping them. C- completely unplayable, pretty much. The way they were, the way they were pressing and everything, just uh, unreal. Um, so yeah, three-one. Uh, I think is probably the we 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 did a good job to sort of keep it at two-one for as long as we did. But I think three-one is a, an accurate reflection of how that game went. Um, did you remember it? Uh, did you? I mean, again, this is a few weeks back now. But do you remember? Do you remember anything about that match? <laughs> Well, it uh, it could have been two two, but that probably yeah. would have been um, um, what's the phrase they use? Un unflattering or whatever. Of of, but I mean, maybe Liverpool uh, deserved it a bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where we're not at that level at yet. We're not really at that level, and. Um, we're doing all right so far, but yeah, you come up against Liverpool and Man City and 
yeah, it's um, even though we have beaten them, but it was only in like. <laughs> no, I don't want to dismiss our achievements, but um, no, I, I, yeah. I know what you mean though. It, it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's um, we're 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 not we're still not at the level that those those teams are at just yet. Um, but there's still encouraging signs. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean it. it yeah, um, I mean the the. Uh, the next match after that was also against Liverpool um, in the the Carabao Cup, where we took them all the way to penalties. Um, and uh, as with the uh, Community Shield, uh, we whooped their little behinds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, now's when I switch and yeah, I knew we'd win. Yeah, we're, we're the best. Uh, we're <laughs> the best in the world. We're the best team. We're we're gargantuan. We're we're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Venga, who Arteta's the new guy in charge now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that that I mean, again, difficult to read much into that. It's the Carabao Cup. I mean, we've we've said before, you know, even in seasons where we've got to the final, we've never really given much of a shit about it. But um, I don't know. Arteta seems to be. He, I mean, he put out a pretty strong. Both teams actually put out pretty strong squads um, for for that match, um, and uh, yeah, it, it paid off. So yeah, still, still in the uh, the Carabao Cup, got that to play for. Um, and then after that, we uh, we were at home to Sheffield United, which was uh, a bit of a dull match, from what I understand. I didn't actually didn't actually see that one. Um, but we got the three points there. It's a, a two-one, including a goal for our um, our beloved son, Bukayo Saka. Yeah, yeah. Bless up. Uh, seeing from uh, Arsenal Twitter, who I follow, just for the sake of the podcast, I got something to talk about. Um, they were they were all very adamant. It's like it's like Aubameyang's become like Theo Walcott, where everyone's insisting he play up front. When Aubameyang plays <laughs> up front, you know. We we score goals or so, but Obama did score a goal. It was a Sakara Pepe, but whatever. Um, yeah. So I th- um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obama Yang can do both. I, I, I don't. There's not like a. I wouldn't say there's really a need to put him in one role or the other. I think you can kind of the luxury of having a player like that is that depending on depending on the match, you can change it up. Yeah, um, especially in, there's some matches where he's better coming in off of the uh, whichever side is it the left or the right that he tends to, the, to play left. off of. I think it's the left, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Listen, with today's modern football is all very fluid. There's it's, if, if, if formations aren't that literal, you know. No, it's you know uh, gender, race, and formation. You know these are all constructs made up by society. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Those, those are all. Those are all, just, the, all the same. We can all agree that those are all the same thing. They're just formations are just numbers on a piece of paper that they just read out, and everyone goes, "Oh, what they're playing four four two? It's like, well, they're not literally playing four four two. They're, you know, they're yeah, the very few teams play just like straight four four two anymore. Yeah, like the ones that do. You know, teams like Burnley and whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, sorry, I'm just 
blown everybody's ears out with that one. <clears throat> you know, when crinkling tissue into the mic, it's another little bit of ASMR for the listeners. <laughs> when so we're going to keep all of that in, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, what were we were talking about? Four four two. Well, yeah, it's just you know, formations aren't uh, that literal, and players move about the pitch all the time. You know, it's not they're not always in one spot. So it's they do like, players be doing that. Players be running around the pitch all the time. It's it's for uh, the, I've noticed this. It's for the armchair uh, football managers who are like, they think they're so smart when they're like, no mate, you should play four three three. No, I think we should play a three five uh, two. Uh, I think we should play. It's it's like yeah. Shut, you at don't know top, what you're talking about. Shut. Up. You don't know what. You're yeah, talking about. I think at at the at the top level of football now most players that would be, make the starting 11 tend to be somewhat versatile in that they can shift their role depending on what the match requires or what's happening in the game so yeah like you said rigidly being like it's a full he's got to stick with a full 4 too it's just like uh, that's like n- nonsense it just means nothing anymore like and it's also it's like if you did rigidly stick with it it would be so incredibly easy to beat um yeah. so it's just yeah just uh just 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 dust in the wind yeah um, um well the transfer window ended and um we thomas party uh, was the only target that we signed which was good we didn't get who's yeah deadline day we that. uh deadline day we we brought we brought the party to uh, to london um and uh finally finally got our guy um that's that's a name that yeah has been sort of bandied about since the end of last season as far as i can remember i think you know we've we've been we've certainly been mentioning his name a lot in the uh, in the last few weeks on the show here it was uh it's quite funny that um atletico madrid cuz they got lucas Torreira on loan but they were very it seems like they were just sort of holding out for Hopefully Thomas Party would stay, and then just whoever at Arsenal were just like, "I've had enough of this," and they just went to the Spanish yeah. Fed- Football Federation. Fifty million pound release cause for Thomas Party. He's ours now. So it, yeah, it's, Madrid. <laughs> it is funny the way it works. It's like, yeah, you don't like if if the player has a minimum release clause, you don't you don't even have to negotiate with the club like that. That is so weird to me that you can just like. I suppose I, I suppose technically it is better doing it that way. It, I, I guess it's fairer, but it still it seems weird that like, um, yeah, you can just just go to the go to La Liga, just go to the football federation, and just be like, just yeah, just smack the money down and just be like, gimme. They're like, okay, and yeah. Atletico Madrid just have no say in it. You don't have to negotiate with them or anything. You just go straight into um. You know, straight into working out a contract between you and the player, but uh, but yeah, that was so that was that was deadline day for uh, for Arsenal. Um, so overall, I suppose we'll just do a brief like sum up of uh, our business this transfer window. Not as much of a clear out as I think yeah. we were prepared for. Yeah, I was quite surprised about that. I was I really thought I don't know where it's just because COVID that everyone's just refusing to move. But um, that could be part of it, yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of those things right now. Uh, it's um, 
But I think we've done okay. It's just, you know, the the one player that we still maybe need an extra midfielder in. And there's always January, which is only a couple of months away now. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I hope we did okay. We I did think... pretty good. Didn't, didn't overspend. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We brought, I mean, we, yeah, we got Danny Ceballos on another season's loan. Um, obviously got Aubameyang to sign a new contract, which is arguably our biggest piece of business in the transfer window. Um, yeah. Brought in um, Gabrielle and then uh, Willian as well, and then uh, yeah, topped it off with uh, with the, the 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 party man, yeah. Thomas Partey, and uh, Runyarsson, the goalkeeper we got. Uh, so oh yes, yeah. Um, so and a couple of like young players from one from Malmo, I think I can't remember the other. It's like a Swedish striker. He's like eighteen years old, but so I don't know how good. Whether he even play for Arsenal, so it's uh, yeah, you yeah. never know with ones like that. But um, yeah, so I think yeah, Guendouzi and Torreira both gone out on loan for the rest of the season. Um, Martinez, uh, as we've established, has gone to uh, Aston Villa and is uh, is doing very well so yeah. far. Yeah. Villa currently have the best defensive top. record in the league. Are they top or is it Everton? But they're yeah, top two. One, one or two. Everton at top, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then I think it's, it's Villa in second. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's absolutely nuts from where they ended. I suppose that, yeah, that's something else that's happened since we've been off is that uh, Villa uh, thrashing Liverpool. I mean, you know, we <laughs> we just squeaked by them in the Carabao Cup and lost to them in the league. But uh, the Villa, no problems whatsoever, just smashing them 7-2. <laughs> um, just a, a absolute fucking ridiculous. Uh, just a, I, yeah. I, you could. Who could have seen that coming? You could have put it down to that Adrian was in goal. I mean, I thought, well, they might concede at least one or two, but I didn't think seven. Yeah, I mean that is just that's like preseason friendly numbers i mean that is that's absolutely crazy times that's fucking nuts um yeah and then um i had the international break as well of course um immediately after the transfer window shut um our uh, again our, our our boy uh bukayo saka um getting his first england caps in which is good yeah and uh, and, uh Niles as well Southgate only paid him for that friendly. Is it friendly for Wales? Yeah, and uh, didn't yeah, pick, didn't pick him for anything else. Uh, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of players he didn't pick for those other matches. Um, yeah, I mean, good result against Belgium. Um, considering that you know they're, they're obviously ranked number one in the world. Um, for for good reason. Um. We were obviously very, very lucky with our, our second goal. That um, that was like the most bullshit, like FIFA, the AI just nicking a goal. They've been, you know, camped in their own half all game, and then they go down the other end. It bounces off one of it, your players and again. It, it really was just like a complete freak of nature goal. Like just, um, but, you know, I guess they all count. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it would have been nice to see England score like just a normal goal from open play at some point, but uh, yeah, Ugh. yeah. And then we, well, I was, and then we had to play Denmark, and uh, and that didn't go so well thanks to uh, the uh, greatest uh, English centre back to ever play, uh, Harry Maguire. Uh, yeah, most expensive defender uh, of all time. Um, yeah. And then, uh, not only that, you know, I mean, he, you know, he got sent off after making two ridiculous tackles, um, within the opening, whatever it was, 30 minutes of the match. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle Walker gave away a penalty almost immediately after Harry Maguire got sent off, um, for a, you know, very, very high boot. And, uh, Yeah. That was pretty much it. I think Denmark's plan was to sort of just be very, you know, set up to be very difficult to play against and, you know, be very organized and defend. And that's all they had to do. You know, it was as soon as we went down to 10 men, that was kind of it. Everything we did sort of played into their hands. Kasper Schmeichel made one really good save, but other than that, um, yeah, a a shit show. Um, So now England's. Hopes of qualifying uh, don't look so good. It's I think it's it's out of it's out of our hands, isn't it? I think we have got to basically hope that we win our remaining matches and that other teams do us a favor by not winning. So mm. yeah, that sucks. Um, Southgate out. <laughs> well, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Uh, I, I think, I it's think a bit premature. I you know the you know the famous line from uh, the Batman films. You know. You, you, you die hero or live long enough to become the villain and mm. uh, you kind of feel like Southgate after maybe after maybe after the Euros uh, maybe you should uh, step down after that I think I don't think I don't know that's what I think yeah yeah, that's what I think um, I think it, yeah he, he seems to be uh, too cautious um, when it comes to Certain things. Um, Someone, I did. Someone describe him on online as uh, Unai Emery in a waistcoat, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not a million miles away from it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Which it's is just sort of we can't really slag off Unai Emery now because Villarreal are top of the La Liga, and it's just what yeah. topsy turvy world. I don't think it makes sense anymore. It is. I mean, it's it's yeah. Twenty twenty has been yeah. a it's a it's been a crazy year. But yeah, when I looked at the lineup and I was like, "There's like six defenders in this team." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like and he won't play greatish, and he won't play just not not that, not that I want to be like follow the bandwagon of like we've got to play greatish. He's like he's like the new uh, I don't know. Yeah, I d- yeah, I get a bit sick of people saying that he's got to play Grealish because it's, it's, it's. But I mean, there does come a point where it's like, well, why not? Just, I, yeah. just give him a, give him a chance. Like, come on, like uh, without just you know bringing him on after it's too late for him to do anything. You know, just <laughs> actually give him a proper chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I I I personally would think. Yeah, after this, I don't know. 
I don't think there's enough time for a new manager before the Euros to really cement his style or their, their style no. on, onto the team. So after the Euros, my pick would be someone like Eddie Howe, if if he wanted to, that is. But A lot of people are saying that now, yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're hearing it more and more, folks. They're talking about this Eddie Howe. They say he's great. great. He, great he called me. He called me, actually. He said, you're doing a tra- fantastic job. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? We had a beautiful conversation, me and Edward Howe. Um, <laughs> Eduardo Howe. He's a great Edward- guy. <laughs> Edwin Howe. He's a fantastic guy. He's just, the, just terrific. We had a beautiful conversation about the football. We played the, in the four four two. Americans don't want the four four two. They want the they want the four twenty man. They want to legalize they, it. They want a four twenty man. Go to Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mountains. The beautiful Rocky Mountains. Stan uh, Kroenke, lots of, beautiful uh, guy. Great Stan Kroenke, he's a fantastic guy. He called me. He said you're doing a a, a great job with the racism and the the hunting. Uh, he loves hunting. He's killed and, about uh, and we love elephants. You, Stan. There, we love there are no you. more elephants in Rwanda now, thanks to Stan Kroenke. Great Can guy. you believe that? We got rid of the elephants, folks. We got rid of all of them. Now, Obama couldn't, he didn't, Obama didn't get rid of any, but we, we got rid of all of them. Can you believe that? Fantastic. Um, that's enough of that riff. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of people saying they, they would like Eddie Howe to, to be the next England manager. Um, I I don't know. That feels like it might be a a step too soon for for someone like Eddie Howe. I feel like he I he's like maybe I th- I think he's maybe one one job away from being England manager. If that makes sense, I think like his whatever job he takes next, if he does well in that, then I think he'll probably be ready for, for the England job. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I think it might be, might be a bit um, too soon for him to, to take on, take on a role like that just now. It's but time. It's time for Tim Sherwood. It's time for Sherwood. <laughs> it's, he's been, a, been away from the, the game for too long. We've got to, we've got to get him back. Yeah. Throwing his um, coat around on the touchline like a freak. I don't know who else. I mean, who would you? Who, who would uh, you? You like? Who would you like? Um. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much. Um. I mean, the 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 boat is well and truly sailed on Harry Redknapp. I think you know we. Uh, Ten years ago was the time, you know, to to bring Harry in, but um, yeah, uh, we we fucked it, and mm. yeah, that didn't it uh, for whatever reason. We may never know, but it it never came together. Um, and he, he you know go down as the best England manager that never was, probably. Um, not Wanna sure. Brian Clough, no. Brian Clough, <laughs> dig him up, um, yeah. and get him. I yeah, although I I don't know. I don't think Brian Clough would have been that good as England manager, to be honest. I, I think he was he, he was yeah. fine in his wheelhouse as sort of you know being a you know title title specialist in league football. I don't yeah. think he would have done very well as England manager. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know who else. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it feels a bit like slim pickings. I mean, I, it would be nice for, I mean, it, it, there was talk before they appointed Southgate full-time in the role of, uh, of, of, of Wenger. Um, but I don't know. He seems pretty set in his role at FIFA now. So I don't, unless, I suppose he could do both. Um, I, I don't know, you know, so the people do take those international jobs while still, uh, while still managing, you know, other teams and stuff. So I guess he could do both. That wouldn't be a, a, a bad idea, especially because it is such a, there is so much young talent in this England squad currently. Um, to have someone like him in the England setup, someone that's specialised in kind of bringing through um, good young players, would probably be not a not a not a bad shout. Um, yeah, someone like him, someone like Wenger, uh, but that, that feels a bit pie in the sky. I don't know. Hmm. At least he'd pick get like, McLaren back. Yeah, at least he at least he'd pick like Arsenal players for a change, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You, you want to play passing football and you don't pick any Arsenal players. Does it make any sense? Um, now, we'll go with Eric Dyer and Harry Winks as a midfield. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we absolutely must keep Eric Dyer in the team at all costs um, for yeah. some reason. There's just no question of not including him. Uh Inexplicably, I, I don't. I it, it it yeah, seems insane to me that he's just like a given in in all of these in all of the kind of various um, various teams and squads and you know combinations and f- you know formations and whatever. There always seems to be room for Eric Dyer somehow. Uh, that that is never going that that never won't be a mystery to me. But whatever. Um, yeah, so that was the international break, uh, ended on a real downer. Um, and then we come back from the international break and we had to play Man City uh, away at the Etihad. And um, given how poorly that went last time, um, not a terrible result. Again, you know, it, it, we, we lost, it was a, but it was just a 1-0. Just a and... Um, I don't know. Yeah, on a different day, I, it could have been a draw. I feel like I feel like a draw probably maybe would have been fairer. I don't know. Man City probably did just edge it on the day. Um, unfortunately, that Ruben Diaz does look like he's going to be a really good defender for Man City, um, which uh, which is annoying. But yeah, he played really well, and uh, yeah, him and. Him and Kyle Walker did a very good job of uh, keeping Aubameyang quiet, which is obviously going to be the key for any team that wants to play against, uh, have a chance of playing against Arsenal this season. So they did that very professionally. I mean, that's an example what I was saying about a team that was just completely fluid in formation, where they just, at a whim, will switch to any any shape they want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I watched the the match on Sky and... uh, Martin Tyler and Gary Neville were even joking about the fact that they got the formation completely wrong before the kickoff. You know, they do that thing where they've got like the, when they're reading out the lineups, they'll have that graphic of like the the pitch and shows you where all the players are. And they just got that completely wrong. <laughs> they got, yeah. I think they got like 
they got like Sterling correct, like that, you know, and that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Everyone else was just completely, uh, yeah, all nine other players were just in completely different positions to what they predicted, which is very funny. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. That's like that's that's the uh, evolution of football, isn't it? It's like like in a weird way, like total football is sort of making a comeback in like. Mm. Players switching and dropping deep, overlap. Dip, dip, dip. No one's in a set position, and it's like it's yeah, it's it's great. You know, it's uh, great to be witness. Are they to, are they wing backs or are they just straight wingers now? You know, it's yeah. it's difficult or, to tell. Full backs, midfield, you know, or any anywhere, any place, whatever. Yeah, wherever there's space. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, you gotta be you gotta be able to uh, to to switch it up like that now now of now of days. Um, it's in like the uh, in the Premier League in the beautiful game. It's like Bielsa's come into the Premier League, so everyone's trying to like one up him by like, ah, you see, I've got I could I could do I could turn a four four two into a three three one three two. <laughs> And the scoreline as well would, yeah. is, is th- three four. Uh, the the it, three yeah. six. The three six zero. <laughs> I don't know. It did seem at the start of the season that like Leeds were going to score four goals in every match, and still have like a zero goal difference at the end of the season. Yeah, they seem to have calmed down a bit on that front now, but it, they, they were they were running pretty rampant for a little while. Now they, well, it's all these new signings. I think they got they'll probably have some time to sink sink them in, but um, yeah, I don't think they'll be going down. If the, I don't know, they seem to be um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I hope they go down. Um, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. because but, fuck them. But yeah, it doesn't. I. It looks like they might just be plucky enough to yeah get together enough points and not uh certainly not this season at least anyway um Bielsa and his magic bucket are gonna are gonna keep him safe yeah and um yeah that was the thing of us though it just kind of felt like we're nearly trying to replicate what Man City do with their teams do the where they change shape like Saka going mm. from like a Wing back to a midfielder, or even Maitland Niles, or someone like that, or Tierney. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's getting there, but it's still like teething problems. And I don't know. There's a lot of like knee jerk reaction as well, I see from like people immediately like, Arteta's got to go, mate. Arteta's not good enough, mate. He's got to go. But, um, yeah, it's like we, we, uh, <laughs> we lost our two hardest matches of the season by far. Um, and so, obviously, uh, obviously, he's not up to the job, and he's got to go. You know, we've lost away at Liverpool, and we lost away at Man City. Um, two matches that realistically we pr- probably, you know, say eight or nine times out of ten we weren't going to win, yeah. uh, as as we are at the moment. You know, in a season's time, maybe, but uh, yeah, as we are at the moment, and given our record, um, you know, playing games away uh, in uh, against teams in the top six. Yeah, wasn't likely that we were going to win anyway. Um, but yeah, like you said, 
uh, Arteta's got to go because uh, he uh, wasn't able to uh, to win uh, at those uh, those two incredibly difficult matches. So mm. is uh, that's one way of looking at it. The other way to look at it, which I prefer, is that those matches are now out of the way, um, and uh, you know that's we've got them out of the way very early in the season. So it it's kind of glass half full from here yeah. isn't it really that that yeah. should be the way that we're thinking of it yeah our, def- our defense record is a lot better than maybe it was last year i i i'm gonna guess pretty big i have not checked but uh we're doing pretty well so far defensively any yeah i would say so yeah i mean it, it i don't um i don't uh, get as fearful uh, when I see David Louise, you know, in the starting eleven. Um, again, I, well, for this match, I don't think he he wasn't supposed to be in the starting eleven, but I think Rob Holding uh, injured himself in the warm up, hmm. um, which is annoying. But uh, but yeah, uh, Rob Holding's been looking good so far this season. Hopefully, if he stays fit, um, he'll be another yeah uh, another part of this uh, this this sort of much better organized defense that Arteta's got set up. Um, today it was an at the, the, like the, now that the transfer windows are officially passed, um, we had to confirm our full 25 man squad for the premier league for the rest of the season. And, uh, no room for Ozil or Socrates was the other one. Um, so. There's people literally thinking that, Ozil's been left out because he was like calling out the Chinese government of what they've been doing to some of the. Uh... <laughs> oh, the yeah. Uh, uh, what are they called? I can't pronounce it, but yeah, the yeah. the thingy Muslims. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds that sounds so racist. The thingy Muslims. Anyway, you know what you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So he's been left out because of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The people I mean, think that that's the reason. Mm. Not, not that he's just not been the player he was like five years ago and his general statistics show in the last two years his assists have dropped significantly and uh, yeah. just generally doesn't have the work rate or the... Uh, yeah, just does not fit the system or the ethos that uh, yeah. Arteta has put in place. Um, and has been more or less robbing you know a, a, a the the highest salary of any player in Arsenal's history. Um, yeah, nothing to do with any of that. But he, he uh, does a lot of charity, you know. Do you? Yeah, he he uh, he uh, he's he's going to help Gunnosaurus out. Does a lot uh, of good work for charity, mate. To live under uh, those circumstances, I wish to uh, talk about it. and. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been scapegoated and outcasted, and uh, yeah, sort yeah. yeah, blah 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 blah. It's true. Yeah, no one's been more persecuted than uh, than Meza Ozil. Seeing <laughs> um, yeah. a lot of, a lot of Arsenal Twitter just seems to me like they really just like Ozil. Don't seem like they're Arsenal fans. Just they like Ozil, and uh, they'll they I mean, represent it, Ozil. Yeah, I mean it was it was a big. It was a big thing getting him to come to the club. Like, you know, it was yeah. a huge it was a huge deal to get like so you know, we would we were signing one of at that point, one of Real Madrid's best, you know, brightest looking midfielders. Um 
and it was yeah it was one of those like from a from a branding perspective um it was huge name recognition um but i mean it's just like whatever way you look at it he he has not delivered he hasn't come close to delivering on that he had one season where i think he got whatever it was like 19 assists and it's like we didn't I don't think we, we didn't win anything that season. Like it, it, you know, he didn't, and I don't think any of those assists came in like big matches. Like you know, the, the, he didn't set up any like winning goals against like top six teams or anything like that. Like it, it's just like I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's too little when it at, when it really mattered. Like he just didn't contribute enough. Just completely disappeared in, in like big moments in big games, and it's just like I don't know, man. Like it's just I, it's. It, you know, I think Arteta is obviously was aware of all of that, and was just like, ah, "No, that's enough." With I, yeah, done giving him chances. It's uh, yeah, he can he can stay on and get paid, but he won't be playing, or he can fuck off somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I think some people just games moved on, bruv. Games moved on. You know, it's not, it's not. Yeah, it's not 2014 anymore. Yeah. Uh... Although, having said that, Gareth Bale is back at Tottenham. And uh, yeah. boy, did they bring him in just in time. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. That was pretty great. So, yeah, that was this, as you know, as much as it sucks to, uh, to, to you know, to watch Arsenal lose against uh, Man City, um, at least we didn't throw away a 3 0 lead uh, to West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> um, which well, was not everyone just can, uh... astounding. Not everyone can get a result against West Ham, you know, apart from apart from us. But you know, just yeah, being humble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty epic. I was laughing my tits off. It was so. Funny. There's a yeah. There's a there's an account I've started following on Twitter called uh, Football Images that precede unfortunate yeah. events. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, they they uh, yeah very very funny account. Um, but yeah, they posted a screenshot of some Spurs fan tweeting um <laughs> tweeting that we bring on Bale, they bring on Lanzini and it's got like the the crying laughing emoji. Yeah. And then it's just like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bale misses his chance for them to go 4-0 up and then uh, Lanzini scores the equalizer with the very last kick of the match and what a kick. That was pretty great. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah, you talk about like goals that look like they're from FIFA. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's an utter, you know. I, <laughs> I think Lanzini will probably admit it's an utter fluke. Like you know, he just walloped it with everything he had and just hoped that it would go where it was supposed to. I mean, it's rising all the way, um, and it just you know hits the roof of the net and it just looks fantastic. But yeah, the the angle that it's rolling to him at you know it's a, com- a complete right angle to the the way that he's running onto it and yeah just an absolutely amazing goal to to look at um and then even without the context of everything else you know the fact that it meant that <laughs> meant the spurs uh fucked up their 3-0 lead that they got within like quarter of an hour you know they were 3-0 yeah. up like within the first 15 minutes of the match um so they were you know they would they were just clear they, you know they were completely like home and hosed for like the majority of the game and then in the last like four minutes imagine if that happened to us imagine if that happened to us the 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 
the the uh, the, the, the I can't even speak the the uh, the hilarity <laughs> that, own rage. the hilarity that would have ensued on online of people calling us you know banter FC banter FC uh, same old Arsenal but yeah it's- I mean in one sense I can't imagine it because it's that is literally happening to Spurs right now. I mean, it's not like Spurs are getting away with it. I mean, everyone is making fun of Spurs right now and rightly so. It's very funny, (laughs) you know, not just because it's Spurs, but also because it's Mourinho and, you know, because (laughs) of everything else. On YouTube, they keep doing those um, uh, jackpot advert, gambling adverts with Mourinho's in one of them. And he's like, you know, not everyone can be special, uh, like me. He's like stroking a dog, saying, "Who's special? Who's a special boy?" Oh, me. And it's like, mm. oh man, talk about somebody who's just it, living off. The, it's like one of those like pathetic kind of like old sort of celebrities living off their old past their prime. It's it's, so, it's very much that oh. those those awful uh, Michael Winner ads. Yeah, calm down, dear. It's a commercial. Um. Which is like, you know, looking at it through 2020 eyes, it's just him, it's like him kind of just monetizing his uh, just awful sexism, (laughs) you know, him being just a completely fucking gross misogynist creep. Um, At the time, everyone was just like, (laughs) ah, Michael, you awful Tory cunt. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's. Mourinho doing that is not a million miles away from uh, from yeah from those Michael Winner ads. It's it's just like yeah, just uh, do, do you uh, remember remember? Huh? I'm, they used to call. Me, I said I was the special one. Huh? No, no, I'm the the uh, the dumbass one. Ha, ha. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to um, say another word, but I didn't say it. Ah. <laughs> Steady on. Steady. I better say it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was very entertaining to uh, to to watch. Um, I was I was going to get on the soapbox about uh, the media's. I mean, understandable about Van Dyke getting injured by Pickford, mm-hmm. but the way they acted when like Shawcross got his leg broken by Ramsey. I mean, I mean, the other way, the other way around. Ramsey yeah. got his leg broken yeah. by Shawcross, and they were like, "Ah, uh, he's not that kind of player, you know. Ah, uh, he's he's clearly no intent there. He's got no record. This is Alan Shearer." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Bloody yeah. hell, that's just ridiculous!" Like, it is. I mean, part of me is like, <laughs> I d- I mean, I I love, I love Jordan Pickford just because he's such a. <laughs> Because he's such a chaotic figure in in British football, you know the fact that he is just completely unpredictable, um, and he's just so so chaotic in every sense of the word. You know, you really never know what you're going to get with him. He's just so entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, with this, t- I mean, for you know anybody that hasn't seen it, like I just, I mean take a second to, to look it up. It really is a horrific challenge that he does on, on Virgil van Dijk. Um, just flying in. It's a, uh, yeah, just like a, it's like a Kung Fu move almost. He flies in two legs 
um, on Van Dyke's standing leg um, and just completely crunches him. And um, I don't know. It's it's insane to me that he's not going to get like a ban or anything. Like it, it just seems to hmm. defeat the object of VAR entirely, doesn't it? I mean, they can't like they can't overrule it if the refs made a decision or something, and because it's offside, it's just it. it hmm. Who cares? Like that's such a like reckless, endangering thing to do. Um, I mean, it's and he, you know he's he's completely fucked his ACL and his knee and it's just like that could end his career like that you know thankfully now like I think you know the uh, you know the medical the medical science and the sports science around being able to rehabilitate players and stuff is better than than what it was but I think back to like you know maybe 10-15 years ago there's players that literally like had to retire at like age like 27 or 28 because they just get their knees fucked up in horrible tackles like that. And it was just like, that was it. Like they wouldn't be able to risk getting another long-term injury. It's just like, yeah, I, it is, it's nuts to me that he's not going to get any type of, he's not going to face any type of disciplinary action for it. Hmm. Yeah. I, there's a part of me now that's like, yeah, I, I generally do think VAR's the way to go, but the only team that seems to be benefiting is Man United. So I, I feel like, oh dear, yeah. we, maybe we should like get rid of VAR just because Man United are the only ones benefiting from it. No one else seems to be benefiting from VAR. Yeah, I mean, it is like it does. It does feel like that. Like VAR has sort of replaced Fergie time almost. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's what they get now. It's I mean even. Tonight, as we're recording, it's Champions League and Man United are playing PSG. Uh, currently, it's one all. And, you know, sure enough, Man United's goal came from a penalty for, uh, for Bruno Fernandes that was retaken. The first one was saved um, mm, and it was retaken yeah. and he scored the second one. So it's just like, uh, yeah, it does feel a little bit like it's uh, mainly just there to guarantee Man United a certain amount of penalties this season. Yeah. That's why I kind of feel like it's like sacrifices have to be made. We can't let them get away with it. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it really sucks. The, the way that the rules are, they don't make sense. No one, the wrong players get, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, that, you know, I'm kind of glad we weren't recording during the whole like handball discourse, because that is like, I mean, it, it was stupid. It, I mean, it is stupid that like you know, the rule is, I could, what is it? it? If the hand is not part of, it's not, it's away from the body in a way that creates an unnatural silhouette or some yeah, shit. Is if your hand is like literally like I don't know, like uh, I don't know, one a ninety degree, but even yeah. Just like away from your body, basically. Yeah. Even if, even now, it's like it's, anyway. And it's, it's like what, it, you know. It, I mean, it, it's stupid, yes, and it'll probably get changed. But um, in classic football fan style, uh, football fans were just uh, <laughs> reacting as you'd expect. I mean, it was you know there was some real crackers um, on the the comments on like the BBC sport website, you know, people saying like, I've, you know, 
I'm unsubscribing from Sky Sports and BT Sports. The game is ruined. It's just, you know, Big lots of stuff like blame. that. It's a scandal. It's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Just, I love those 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 types of football fans. They phoned up Five Live. They've had like six cans of Carling or something, and they're like, they're like yeah. I'm, in, "I'm in the mood to phone up BBC too." What I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, I want to argue with. <laughs> I want to argue with Chris Sutton about something that just could not matter less. Yeah. To you be know. fair, right here today, right, right to call me old-fashioned, yeah, but Paul Scholes would uh, be able to piss further than Jermaine Defoe. Well, I don't think you could say that because he's never actually. We've never seen Scholes's knob, so we don't actually know. It's you know just ugh. yeah. Sutton <laughs> trying to trip them up on some stupid technicality uh, while. I don't know. Yeah, well, whoever's hosting 606 has to sort of patiently listen to these. Can you turn your radio down? What? You turn your radio down? You are. <laughs> get, get feedback. I can't hear, I can't hear you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm driving. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm driving. Fake, it's all right. I've only had a couple of ciders. I'm, I'm driving. Fake, oh, I'm going through uh, a tunnel. And Podju should be next finger manager, right? Yeah, babe. Oh God, it's but, that's another thing. Like before, like Southgate was confirmed as like the you know I think he, obviously he was caretaker, England manager, and then he got the job full time. People were still say, people were still talking about fucking Glenn Hoddle getting the job. I think Jermaine yeah. Genus even said that he you know he has what it takes, and it's just like he hasn't managed for <laughs> fucking. I, we talked about this recently, didn't we? But I can't like he he hasn't been a manager for years at this point and even when he was yeah. England manager like he couldn't keep a lid on the fact that he's completely fucking mental <laughs> so what happened there Glenn well you know uh, Mercury's uh, in well, retrograde you know, Mercury's in retrograde so you know that's, uh, that's why he's disabled Miss, Miss uh, what's her name what was her name uh, the um, the one who used to have the crystal ball back in the oh and the uh, the lottery, um, yeah, Mystic, uh, Mystic Meg. Meg, yeah, Mystic Meg. You know, she put hex on the moon. You know, yeah, the day. Yeah, and that's about that, you know, <laughs> And that's why uh, disabled people uh, deserve what they got. You know, that's that's why they should yeah, be uh, yeah. disabled because they've uh, committed sins in past life. And uh, that's I really believe this. This is something that I actually think is true. <laughs> Me, Glenn Hoddle, I actually believe this. This is not a joke. Um, yeah. yeah what? Did he, did he just go up to Chris Waddle and was like, we should start a band. Hoddle <laughs> and Waddle. We'll, we'll Hoddle and Waddle. Touring, touring, you know, the States, you know, in our van. In yep. the day, you know. Yeah, Mercury's uh, in the day. Copper bracelet, copper bracelet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, what a, what a cock. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that's. I mean, yeah, we could come up with a pretty long list of people that we don't want to be the next England manager. I think that's very easy. I mean, yeah, we've mentioned Pardew and and Hoddle, obviously. Um, 
don't let Neil Warnock anywhere near it. I think is another. That's that's a that goes that would without be saying. So funny. That would be great. So funny. It would. I mean, Andy Carroll <laughs> would get the call within I don't know ten minutes of him getting appointed. Uh, be Andy Carroll, Glenn Murray. They yeah, they'd all be on the plane. Ah oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. That's what we want. <laughs> no nonsense. Oof it up, lads. Yeah. Kick, kick them, get a restart. Yep. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, just to to uh, go back to the the Van Dyke injury. I mean, it is. It's kind of a bummer that you know a player of that quality isn't going to be probably not playing again this season. Um. They haven't even put like a time frame on when they expect him to be back. So I would have thought he's he's out for he's out for at least the rest of this season. Um, while he mm. has the surgery on his knee and then recovers from that. Um, and yeah, so it's a bummer that like, he's not going to be able to play. But it does mean I don't know means title challenge wide open, doesn't it? I mean, the title race is uh, is is more open <clears throat> than it was. Hopefully, Man City don't start running away with it. That's what I worry. Like, uh, it's another one of those seasons. But uh, I mean, yeah, last season, because last season, obviously, they had uh, Laporte got, like, a long-term injury, didn't he? And that pretty much yeah. meant that that, that that sort of basically swung it to, to Liverpool's advantage, and they, they ended up taking it. Um, you feel that it might go that way this season with Liverpool... Losing Van Dyke, not just losing Van Dyke, but um, Man City, like I said, now uh, having acquired uh, Ruben Diaz, they've got Laporte still to come back from injury, and they've Nathan Ake has looked good in the matches that he's played um, for City so far. So they might have actually finally sorted out their defence. You know, they might have. Yeah, it's only taken them. <laughs> it's only taken them like a season and a half, but. They might have actually finally got round to replacing Vincent Company. Yeah, yeah. If you money, money gets you good players, you know, and they'll, yeah, no they'll, they'll, they'll immediately go to your team within like a day, two days. They're there. It's like with Arsenal. It's like we had to drag it out for months and months. Mm. Oh, for and- fuck's sake! Sorry, I'm just getting a bit of breaking news here. Uh, Man United have gone two one up against PSG. Marcus Rashford has just scored, so you bit hate a, to see it. Bit of a flop, this PSG. It's like two teams I don't like. It's yeah, like, ah, fuck. Yeah. It really is like a yeah. It's just a, a just a twat cage match, really, isn't it? It's just yeah. Man, PSG. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what can you do? There's I don't know anything about this big project that they're talking about. Is it just a, a European Super League, like all the big clubs just in one? I league? haven't looked too much into that either, to be honest. Um, I have no idea. Uh, it it probably like, won't happen. I just think. Yeah, until it actually happens, I'm just like, ah, well, if it actually happens, then I'll learn about it because I'll have hmm. to. But uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. You know, I've got very limited brain space here. You know, yeah. I just don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth um, up there like I used to. Um, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it count. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, it's not going to be for whatever this nonsense is right now. So 
Sorry, guys. Like last season, Barcelona, they put in the they they got an emergency transfer of him, brought in Martin Braithwaite. Like maybe Liverpool. Oh yeah. Maybe Liverpool could put in like an emergency transfer request. I don't know. They can. I don't. Because they've work, got. But. They've got players that play that position, though, haven't they? So I. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Fabian, you could play, but yes, yeah, so, yeah, I know him. They got Matip, they got Gomez. Uh, I suppose if Gomez gets injured, because he does, Gomez loves getting injured. That's like his main thing that he does. Um, so I think if Gomez gets like a long-term injury as well, then maybe they can get like an emergency transfer or like, a, you know, they can loan, maybe they can loan someone. But um, yeah, or, you know, we'll give him Socrates. I mean, we don't need him. Yeah. Yeah, they'll turn Just him gathering into dust. God, they'll turn him into a fucking greatest centre back ever. Yeah, but he was at Dortmund, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, with, so uh, with probably Klopp, so. But, yeah. yeah, it's in his DNA. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I think we've. We got yeah, so that's weird. So like uh, we mentioned earlier, not really much of a clear out. So we've still got Socrates, we've still got Kalasinac. Um only yeah, I, I just say none of them probably wanted to leave. They were just like, I'm not risking getting uh getting COVID. I'll just stay. Maybe, I'll just, yeah. I'll just take I'll just you know, I'll turn up for training. You know, if you want me, if someone gets injured, I'll be I don't know, but Yeah. I mean, I was surprised about Kalasinac because I think he was—he wanted to, from what I understand, he wanted to move back to Germany because I think like, yeah. a lot of his family are still there. Yeah. Um, so that was surprising that that didn't end up going through. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, hmm. he could, you know, like you said, he could do a job if someone gets injured, I suppose. And someone's likely to get injured. It is Arsenal after all. Um, so our record with, uh, you know, Players Tierney, being now injured. Tierney's always very like very injury prone. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. I think it. I, I think it's more just bad luck with him because it was like he was coming back from injury and then like last season, and then he just like dislocated his shoulder, didn't he? Like he was coming back yeah. with, like a completely unrelated injury, and then against West Ham, he just like. I think he fell awkwardly in a challenge yeah. or something and dislocated his shoulder, which is just like that's just bad luck. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if he's like injury prone or he's just been unlucky, but I don't know. Hopefully, it's just unluck. He's been a bit of a bit of an unlucky streak. Yeah, and um, I think that's all the news so far. Yeah, we caught up. Oh, it looks like it's full time. Man United have beaten PSG. Of course, everybody listening to this by now knows all of this. It's not actually news because it's all happened already. But um, yeah, and I think it looks as though Chelsea are going to be drawing nil nil with uh, Sev- Yep, full time Chelsea Sevilla. Oh, that's nil nil. That's the so, other team who's had a bit of a, a rocky start. Chelsea, with another. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of three-all draws for Chelsea yeah. <laughs> so far this season. Another, another cock-up by Kepper, I think, for one of the goals. Mm. Cock-up by Kepper. I just it's 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 hilarious what's going on. I thought, I thought Lampard was a chosen one. Now he's looking like an absolute I mean, magpie. F- for a team that like would 
like known for having like legendarily good goalkeepers um for for quite a long time it is uh <laughs> i mean yeah it's funny to see them uh having to just play with an absolute liability in goal every week i suppose well they have they bought that uh mendy haven't they the new goalkeeper yeah. but i think he was he was injured this weekend just gone so they had to they had to play kepper but um yeah, for a, for a team that sort of has a reputation for, you know, goalkeepers of a certain quality, it is very funny to watch someone that uh, that inept. I don't know if it was a joke, but maybe a couple of hours ago I read that, like, Petr Cech was named in the squad. No, that's true. I saw that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's there as emergency cover. <laughs> um, if they... Great. <laughs> he's, yeah, 38 years of age, um, which I think makes him around the same age as Willy Caballero, I think. So it's like not yeah. not that crazy. I actually no, he's a year younger than Caballero. Caballero's thirty nine. <laughs> um yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so he's I think he's part of the um he's part of the, the uh goalkeeping coaching staff as well as their is he their what's his title? He's like sporting director or yeah, some shit. Something like that. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's part of the backroom staff, but they've named him as uh, yeah, as part of the squad, <laughs> just in case. Uh, <laughs> and don't make sense to be in the Pez games that they still gave him like ninety plus for like certain goalkeeper stats, but whatever. It's like, come on, man, he's not that good anymore. Mm. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Broken game. Yeah. Broken game. It's a joke. Broken Britain. Broken. Society. Society's broken mm. down. It looks like Man United have not included Phil Jones or Sergio oh, Romero man. in their squad. Uh, so won't get to see Phil Jones in uh <laughs> playing for, for United in the league this season. What I mean, a shame. They want they won the league with Phil Jones. I mean, how disrespectful can you can you be? <laughs> how can you be yes. that disrespectful to a legend of your club? A club legend. You know, he's only 28. Yeah. Fucking hell, I thought he was way older than that. Yeah. I mean, they got him really young when he was at Blackburn. Like, so yeah. like, Ferguson really liked him and he's just, I'll have him. I want that player in my team. Yeah. <laughs> One that looks like a child's drawing of a shark. We got to get I him. I translated it a bit. He just sort of went, eh, I want that. All right. That's all right. Oh, we the daft lad. I'll take him. Aye, the daft yeah. one. The fat one in the middle. Yeah, that one. Aye. <laughs> I'm. I have Scottish ancestry. I can do Scottish voice. It's fine. You can do it. You know. I can do it. You're allowed. You're allowed to call people jock as well with a soft, soft K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so no, I can't believe that is that's that's shook me that Phil Jones is only twenty eight. I mean, he could he could go somewhere else and have like, you know, he could have a whole career in League One. Yeah, <laughs> he could go to Syria and be there for another twenty years. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't he? Why didn't he go off with uh, Smalling? You know? Yeah, yeah. Smalling's. He must be hoping sm- that Smalling's going to put in a good word for him. Yeah, respect to Smalling for. Leaving that place and going to a, well, Roma. I mean, you know, mm. uh, their fans are uh, and Lazio as well. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, 
problematic. Are they the really racist ones? I think my Lazio. I mean, I know. I think Lazio might be it's the Italy. more. I think Lazio are the more like real, yeah. real skinhead types. I might be wrong. I mean, that, yeah. But. Although it is, like I said, it is Italy. I mean, they're all, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're yeah. all they're Sm- all pretty racist. Smaldini. That's what they're calling him now. Smaldini in Italy. And uh, what? Like like Maldini, you know? Yeah. Pal- like small small Smaldini. Small Smaldini. Oh, that's his nickname. Chris Smalling. That's, oh, okay. oh, I, I get it now. Yeah, no, that's clever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's yeah. We is that all the the football news we've kind uh, of we're caught up well, from about that's... four weeks worth of uh, nonsense. Yeah, I think that's more or less it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now, I suppose we should take a uh, a brief break, and then we'll be back with some more content. Um, content because content. I have I have devised another quiz. Um, I can't remember if I. <laughs> now this is the thing because I started devising it a few weeks ago, and I can't remember if I finished devising it or not. So after the break, we'll find out if it's ready uh, for for Lawrence to do it or not. But uh, we'll be right back. We're back. Buh, okay. Buh, baseball. Buh, ah. Sorry. Yeah. Wake up. Mm. Ah. ah. I had to fetch myself some uh, refreshing beverage known as beer. Um, can check just on the Fosters. I actually haven't. Uh, this is probably the first time I've been drinking since the last episode we recorded. So, um, yeah. Good. <laughs> goodbye to my 28 day chip or whatever they give you at uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Cracking open a fresh one there. Um, so yeah, I promised a quiz. Um, now this would have been more timely had we recorded, uh, you know, the week after our previous episode, um, because it was inspired by the fact that um, on Netflix there's a new film called Enola Holmes. Lawrence, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I haven't. Quite a good friend, Jay Leno. I don't have Netflix. There was some brief talk about it online, um, but it's basically yet another take on the Sherlock Holmes thing. Uh, This time it's that Sherlock Holmes has like a younger teen sister played by... um, Oh, yeah. Played by million billion Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, And... uh, yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Is Sherlock Holmes in it? Uh, fucking Superman. What's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's Sherlock Holmes uh, in it, and uh, you know, and it's I don't know. It seemed like it was probably supposed to be the pilot for a TV show. It didn't really feel like a movie. Um, had kind of a weird. Uh, a weird pace to it that made it feel more like it should have been a TV show. Whatever. Um, it got me to thinking, uh, Hollywood loves Sherlock Holmes, right? Because there are just 
hundreds upon hundreds of adaptations of uh, Sherlock Holmes now because I guess it's all in the public domain and they can just make as many as, you know, it's like Robin Hood. They can just make as many of these fucking things as they want forever um, and somebody will go and see it. So there's all these TV shows, all these movies and everything else um, based on, on Sherlock Holmes. So obviously... I have composed a quiz called Homes or Bones. Homes or Bones. Um, so this is prompted by, like I said, the fact that it, it's there are infinite Sherlock Holmes adaptations and uh, the fact that my parents... So at some point last year, my parents got an Amazon Prime subscription and uh, they... Because they're old, obviously the first thing they watched was NCIS. They ran, they watched all of NCIS, which has been running for like fifteen years at this point. You know, there's like like there's like twenty seasons of that show. But they got to the end of that, and now they've started watching Bones, um, which similarly ran for like twelve years or something, and has an insane amount of uh, of, of seasons. So they're watching Bones now, and. Um, you know, it's a procedural TV show, new story every week. So there's a lot of actors in it. Um, so it got me to thinking a lot of actors in, uh, in, in Bones, you know, during its whole run. And uh, a lot of actors that have appeared in various oh, Sherlock Holmes God. adaptations over the years. So, so, so I'm going to name some actors and you have to guess whether they are Holmes or Bones. Right. Whether they've appeared in a Sherlock Holmes adaptation at some point, or whether they've been in the television show Bones, hmm. um, and there's some red herrings in here because, again, you know, two long-running uh, <laughs> institutions, we'll call them. Uh, there are some actors that have appeared in both, so you got to bear that in mind. I'll also just, you know, make things slightly easier for you. When I say Sherlock Holmes adaptations, I'm primarily thinking, you know, we're primarily pulling here from, uh, obviously, the BBC television series Sherlock with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Cumberbatch and uh, Martin Freeman. Um, And the, you know, the, obviously, the the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes films with uh, Robert Downing Jr. And... um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Ju- uh, Judy Dame Judy Law. Dame <laughs> Dame Jude Dame Jude Law. Uh, yes, and uh, also the American TV series Elementary, um, which was uh, basically the American version of Sherlock with Johnny Lee Miller from Train Spotting as uh, as Sherlock. And there's a few other adaptations of Sherlock Holmes. I'm sure you're aware of, but just to, those those are some of that's that's part of the. Uh, that's part of the pond that we're fishing in here, okay? So, yeah. how familiar are you with any of the things that I've just said? Very, very not at all. Okay. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the the guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes films? Oh, I did see. I did watch the Cumberbun, and I thought it was very silly when they kept showing like having a text and they'd say this have a little text bubble with the all the. Like it would say, or it would have like phone. It would say a little thing would come up and say phone. I thought it was weird. <laughs> oh, a message on my phone. It would, um, I mean, yeah. So you you've watched the uh, the the 
the BBC Cumberbunds. Uh, Cumberbund, version. Sherlock. Did you what? Did you see the the Guy Ritchie one with Robert Downey Jr.? No, no. Either of those movies. Okay. No. Okay. Well, we'll see I how this goes. Go outside. I I just don't like people. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, those movies came out like a decade ago. They've probably you know yeah. they've almost certainly been on TV. Um, but, I don't uh, watch yeah. TV. I'm poor. <laughs> That's watching TV is pretty much all poor people do, man. It's like there's entire industries built on on poor people watching there's, there's TV a, all day. Is it um, me a bill? Like you watch TV again? Anyway, I mean, on, you know they're always they're trying to get you to send in your gold because uh, you know you um, might not you might not realize this, but gold is valuable. I do want um, a coin with Winston Churchill's face on it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, Diana. On yeah. one side, it's Churchill. On the other side, it's Lady Diana, Queen of Hearts. And its its monetary value is is uh, point point zero zero one of a penny. Um, but its okay. emotional value, yeah, is yeah, just it's unquantifiable. Not monetary, but it's you know, damn it, it has emotion to it. Can you put a price on a human heart? You can't put a price on a death. I mean, obviously you can, but yeah. Um, anyway, let's do the stupid fucking quiz and get it over with. Um, <laughs> so, homes or bones, Lawrence? We're going to start with uh, we're going to start with an easy one. Okay, homes or bones, Stephen Fry. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Now I think I remember him being in the Cabbage Patch one, so. I'm going to say Holmes. Okay. So you're, you're saying Holmes uh, for Stephen Fry. I think okay. he may have been. If Can I'm wrong, try. I'm wrong, and it's funny. Um, just Who, making sure I wins. keep track of your score here. Okay, I'm going to give you half a point for that, because the answer is actually both. Oh. Um, Stephen Fry had a recurring role in Bones, uh, I forget the name of his character, but uh, yeah, he's like an English doctor or some bullshit. Um, he's in a few episodes of Bones, um, mm. and he is in. He's actually not you. You'd think that he's in the Benedict Cumberbatch um, Sherlock series, but he's actually not. He's in the uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh. I think it's the second Guy Ritchie movie where he plays Mycroft Holmes. Plays uh, Robert Downey <laughs> in a piece of incredibly believable casting. He plays Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, brother, Mycroft Holmes. Um, I'm, your, I'm your cousin you don't see, uh, Bart Bart Holmes. Uh, exactly, yeah. Um, it's quite funny, though. He calls him Shirley, uh, the, the whole film, which is, which yeah. is good. Um, okay, so you're on the board with half a point. Yes. Um, num- number two. Well, I, should, uh, I don't know why I'm saying number two. Uh, next, next actor. Actually, well, this isn't technically an actor. Um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, the mm. uh, lead lead singer and guitarist of ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons is he Holmes or Bones? Hmm. Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top. Uh, let's let's just go crazy and say Bones because we said Holmes. Now let's say Bones. Bones, please. Okay, so you're doing a little flip-flop here. You're hedging your bets. So, Okay, like I said, you do have the option to say both, 
for some actors because oh, some actors okay. have been in both. Um, but uh, Billy Gibbons, uh, you are correct. He, <laughs> yes. again, has a recurring role in Bones where he inexplicably plays the father of one of the characters. Um, the The character is, I think, uh, credited as Sarge. I think his name is just Sarge. Um, and for some reason, they decided to cast non-actor Billy Gibbons in the role. Just this, you know, old, <laughs> this very old man with a gigantic floor-length beard um, is just shows up, you know, every couple of seasons as the father of this uh, forensic investigator in uh, Washington, D.C. Um, again, genius bit of casting. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Lawrence, Holmes or Bones for Lucy Liu? Oh, that's def- that's, that's, um, she was she was in Holmes because I know she played Watson. She plays like Watson, but it's a female Watson. I remember this. So I'm going to go Holmes. Okay. Like I said, you do have the option to say both for some of these. Uh, I know, I know, I know, but uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Holmes. Let's go crazy. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I was being a bit shitty there. I was trying to sidetrack you. Yes, it, it, it's Holmes. Lucy Liu has never been in Bones. Yes. Um, yes, yes, you are correct. She plays, uh, I think it's Jane Watson. She plays the, yeah. the Lady Watson she plays in, uh, in Elementary. Um, okay. Uh, moving on to Johnny Depp. Holmes or Ooh. Bones? Hmm. Now, would he be in the film? He probably may have been in the film. Maybe he had a cameo. So I'm going to go with both. I'm going to go crazy and say both. Here's, here's a, let's go both. Okay. Maybe he had uh, a cameo. I'll give you, you will get half a point for that. Um, he, he's never been in Bones, but he was the voice of Sherlock Gnomes. Mm. Um, oh, I'm sure you remember yeah. that coming out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Is that the one with the gnome and the mankini? That's my favorite bit. Yes. Yes, it is. <clears throat> um, yeah. Moving swiftly along, our old friend Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Newman uh, himself. Newman. Hmm. Now, would he be in the film? I'm just going to play it safe and say Bones, because he's American and Bones is an American show. I'm going to play it safe and say Bones. I mean, as we've established, there's quite a few American adaptations of show. I mean, I haven't even got into Holmes and Watson yet. I mean, you know, that awful Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Oh, man, that's got to be epic, because I love Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, Um... Yeah, no, you are correct. Wayne Wayne Knight uh, was in an episode of Bones. Um, He plays like a coroner or something. I don't know. Um, Okay. And, uh, you know, from one end of the scale to the other, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Um, Handsome actor Billy Zane. I'm going to go crazy and say he was in Holmes. I'm going to go Crazy answer. Let's say Holmes. Let's let's go crazy. I gotta say, man, your 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 instinct is serving you well. Uh, yes, Billy Zane has a cameo as himself in Holmes and Watson. Ooh, yeah. Um which I mean, I'm laughing already just uh, just imagining it. Um, 
So moving on from from Billy Zane, uh, Braun Strowman. Oh yeah, my favorite wrestler. Yeah, get these hands. Yeah, oh, um, now now Bones would have been too long ago. He's only a recent thing, so maybe he was well, in like. Hang on, Bones only went off the air in 2017. So yeah, well, he didn't really become big until maybe a couple of years ago. So I'm going maybe. No, I think I remember he may have been doing some acting, maybe played some, I think from what I remember, he did some minor acting, like, I think, because he did like World's Strongest Man, he did other things. So I'm mm. going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say both. I'm going to say both. Let's go crazy. He's, he's done stuff for both. Let's go crazy. Okay, so i am just looking up his uh his filmography here just to uh yeah just to see i mean yeah currently his, his filmography is quite uh kind of thin um but uh yeah he is you uh you yeah you get half a point he uh he is in holmes and watson mm. again i think he plays himself more or less um so yeah very funny stuff um and finally um now this is this is a bit of a curveball but again your instinct has served you very well so far so i uh, I, I believe in you this is the final final question uh andrew lorich uh now i don't know who that is is it, uh, so this one's going to be um i won't know who they are so uh, andrew lorich it's uh yeah andrew l a u r i c h um, sounds very thespiany name, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Holmes. Maybe it's like a British actor or UK-based actor. So let's go okay. with Holmes. Well, Maybe he was like. Uh, I mean, yeah. Once again, you've uh, you've you've certainly much like uh, much like Sherlock himself. You have deduced the correct answer, Andrew Lawrence. deduction. Uh, yeah. Andrew Lorich plays Sherlock in a short film called Sherlock Homo, a study in lavender. Oh. Mm. Um, the Goodness. plot synopsis here from IMDb says, Watson learns something elementary about Sherlock. Then the power couple investigate a missing diamond on a county estate. Uh, sorry, on a country estate. But Sherlock seems to be searching for more than just jewels. Ho, ho. So, he means uh, his cock. Yeah, Sherlock Homer, and there's a the the only picture from it is uh, a guy uh, wearing uh, like the you know that weird coat with the cape that Sherlock Holmes wears, but he's wearing a bright pink scarf with it. Um, mm. So that's very funny. Um, yeah, cause he's, you know, because he's gay. So um, yes, so yeah, Andrew Lorich is Sherlock Homo. And uh, yes, I will. I will declare Lawrence the winner. I mean, you weren't really playing against anybody, yeah. but uh, yeah, you've won Holmes or Bones. So yes, with a total of uh, let me just total up your points here: one, two, three, four, five, six. So six and a half points um, out of a possible one, two, three, four, five, six, out of a possible eight. Um, six and a half points. So not bad. Not bad at all. Thanks. Yeah. I'm very happy. Very happy. Yeah. 
So just, um, I just went with my instinct and it paid off. Got the big W. Got the W. Big the, time. Yes. Big yeah. Dub, um, big dub. Obviously, the prize and everything is uh, TBD, but uh, we'll be in touch. Um, in the meantime. Um, in the meantime, uh, it's probably time to do some long overdue cultural appropriation. And uh, so this is what we do at the end of every episode. We just make some recommendations for stuff that we like or have been enjoying that uh, you, the listener, may also like or enjoy. Um, so, Lawrence, what are you, uh, you going to recommend for everybody? Okay. This week, I would like to recommend um, this band. A couple of bands that I've been somewhat listening to. A band called Cigarettes After Sex. That's one group. Yes, I've heard of them. Uh, very sort of, it's basically sex music. Very slow tempo, very very mellow, chill, very uh, minimalist instrumentation. It's, it's very almost like, I don't know what to call it, like sort of noir-esque crooning, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like... Same goes with um, this other guy listening to called uh, Lord Huron, H-U-R-O-N, Lord Huron. It's sort of the same sort of style, very almost like Richard Hawley, mm. if you know what I mean. Sort of very sort of 50s or 60s aesthetic with the, but sort of like a sad crooning. Yeah, kind of echoey singer-songwriter yeah. kind of vibe. And... Um, I'd like to mention, uh, weird, I'm not really a horror guy, I don't know, but I've been, I have this weird fascination for the Alien films, and I'd, I'd just like mm. to recommend the Alien movies, and, you know, I'd, I'd have this, I'd just think they, I just think they're all, in their yeah. own way, good and interesting, and we should all appreciate them more, because I, I feel like they're kind of like, you know... They, we should... Um... Uh, because this is a podcast and this is what all podcasts do, we should rank the alien movies. All right. Well, I should make you rank the alien movies. I don't, yeah. think, I've, I don't think I've seen all of them, but um, I think yeah. I just go with in order they came out, just <laughs> they just get worse and worse. Well, yeah, like, but um, they all have their own sort of, they're very representative of the time that they came out. And yeah, but uh, I remember, yeah, I mean, I remember watching. Um, What's the fourth one? Is it, is it Resurrection? Yeah, with, um, Resurrection. Winona Ryder, and that is a uh, weirdly horny movie uh, yeah. for uh, for a movie about a you know murderous space monster. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing with it. It's sort of weird sexual element. Yeah, and the, the forced. Uh, I don't want to say the word. I don't like saying that word. But you know what I mean. It's like that. All those themes of penetration. Yeah, forced. Penetration and penetration, and yeah, I just really yeah. like. I'm mean, I'm not really into blood and guts so much, but alien movies are f- for me is that's that's my that's the, it's good shit. I'm okay, it's, yeah. it's good shit, man. Um, yeah. the, uh, so you're on board with like Prometheus? I mean, like that. Well, I, that's that. I mean. I was there. The uh, the scene where they're taking the squid out of the belly, that kind of, uh, uh, you know. I yeah, was, I mean that's that was kind very, of gross, uh, but very yeah, intense. It's, it, it's not like 
the worst movie ever. It's fine. People just like to exaggerate. Whatever, who cares? It's fine. I mean, I, d- I, don't yeah, know. I mean, I I wouldn't watch it again. I mean, it was fine. I mean, it's yeah, because I remember, I remember watching kind of, it in the cinema when it came out and enjoying it while it was on. It's kind and of the a second retread, it was over. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the second it was over, like I, if I thought about any part of it for more than a couple of seconds, I was like, oh yeah, that was. It's that was stupid. That was what? yeah. It's rather <laughs> just. It's almost very contrived. You know. Yes, it is. But whatever. It's like we don't need an explanation of where the aliens came from. It doesn't make any sense, anyways. Who cares? That's not yeah. The I mean, point. it's kind it's of why it's called Alien because we don't know. It's part of the the mystery. Yeah, it's like exactly. Yeah, it's like. It's like the whole thing of having a Joker origin story. It's like we had a movie yeah. where it was like his whole thing was that he deliberately no one knew his origin story and it was so much more effective. Why would you why remove that? Like uh, I I don't know, man. Um but yeah, the good alien movies, folks, check them out. Yeah. Um yeah. I will recommend um uh, well, again, this is probably, I would have recommended this a, a few weeks back if we'd been recording, but I'll, I'll recommend it now. Um, Eddie Van Halen, uh, unfortunately passed away after a, um, struggle with, uh, I think it was, uh, throat cancer that he had. Um, very, very sad. Um, but, um, I feel like there's a certain amount of kind of, um, kind of pitchfork, you know, cool kid sneering about Van Halen. Yeah. Um, which I think is unfair um, if you actually like go and listen to like the specifically like the the David Lee Roth era albums, you know, before the first thing, five or six Van Halen records. Um, and like Eddie Van Halen was really kind of, I think he was kind of like Chuck Berry to like that generation of guitar players, I think, in a way, like a lot of like. Not just like in terms of like, you know, just like straight ahead kind of like rock music like Van Halen did, but I mean, like even like punk bands and like alternative um, artists and stuff um, were really influenced by by his playing and the way, that, you know, because I, I think for a lot of people, um, especially like, you know, if you grew up in like the Midwest of America or whatever, hearing Van Halen for the first time would have been the first time a lot of those people as, as kids would have heard like, you know, proper rock music, like loud, fast guitar music. Um, so there is, you know, like indie bands, like, you know, Dinosaur Jr. and Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. And even, I mean, you can even make the argument bands like Black Flag were influenced by, um, by Van Halen. So check out, um, I mean, check out any, honestly, any of like the first six Van Halen albums, you know, from Van Halen 1, up to 1984. I mean, 1984 is like the, obviously their big album. That's got Jump and Panama and Hot for Teacher. That's got all the like the, the big hits on it. Um, I personally couldn't give less of a shit about Van Halen after David Lee Roth left. So all the Sammy Hagar era stuff after that. Don't don't care. Other people might enjoy it. I I couldn't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, all that David Lee Roth era stuff. I mean, those those albums are great. They're all really short as well. They're all about like they're like 30 minutes long. Um, you know, they're not that again for a guy that was like a virtuoso guitar player, you know, the guy that could just play faster and do all the kind of like as much like prog twiddling as you could possibly want. 
pretty much all of Van Halen's songs clock in at about like two minutes, two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes tops, you know, um, that for a guy that could have made the most indulgent fucking wanky music. And I'm sure he probably did later on, um, in his career. But like I said, those, those first few Van Halen records are fucking, fucking great. Um, just so much energy, so much fun. And there's a, a lot more kind of, they were more than just kind of a one trick pony. Like, you know, there's as much as I love bands like, you know, the Ramones and Motorhead and ACDC, all of their songs pretty much sound the same. Um, but Van Halen aren't really like that. They've, they've got, they got range. They got, you know, they got like a range of styles. I think like, you know, Eddie Van Halen's kind of virtuoso style with David Lee Roth, who was more into kind of like, he was more into like vaudeville and big band and stuff. So he kind of has this sort of big showman thing that he does, which, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, check out Van Halen. Um, that's a lot of fun. And I also recommend, I mean, I recommend it's something that probably doesn't really need recommending. Um, I feel like I'm like the last person to have started watching it, but I've been watching, uh, Shit's Creek on Netflix. Um, like a, like a gut dang normal person. Um, and, uh, I gotta say I've been enjoying it quite a lot. It, it, it does take a while to get going. First season is not so the, the main reason to watch the first season is Chris Elliott. Um, who's funny and everything. Um, he's, he plays the mayor of, of Shit's Creek. Um, but it does, it gets going around sort of halfway through season two. I think there's six seasons in total. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very funny, easy to watch. The episodes are pretty short. The seasons are pretty short as well. You know, there's only 13 episodes a season. You can get through it quite easily. It's very watchable um, and, and very, very funny in places. So check out uh, the check out the massively popular award-winning show Shit's Creek, everybody. Um, also <laughs> check out this band I just heard of called the Beatles. Yeah. Cool. Did you see that tweet from that person that was like, <laughs> um, about the, uh, the, the Fleetwood Mac TikTok, like the guy, um, the guy skating and, uh, with the Fleetwood Mac song. And it's like tweet from, like, it, it must be some fucking like, 17 year old or whatever she's just tweeting like you heard of fleetwood mac because of a tiktok i grew up listening to them we're not the same it's just like, that's t- that's what? so me <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow you grew up listening to you you knew about one of the most famous bands of all time before there was a viral video damn i, I heard of them when they were in an mns advert like yeah yeah, when they were in that weird porny M&S advert from a few years ago. Yeah. They don't even, they use like a cover now. It's like a shitty, horrible cover version of yeah, Albatross. Yeah. Speaking of horrible covers, uh, the John Lewis advert is must be, that, oh, that abomination be, must be coming soon. Who's going to be doing it this year? I'm going to predict. Uh, Billy Eilish, maybe, or uh... oh, I, I had a prediction for what the song would be, and I can't remember it now. Um, ah, fuck, what was it? I, I had a prediction for what song they were going to use because, because of everything that's happened this year, the advert is it's going to be something to do with obviously, you know, Masks COVID and, and the virus, and you know, being distanced from people. Yeah. Um mm. it'll probably be 
Oh, that's it. Yeah, it'd probably be... So here's my pitch for a John Lewis advert. Um, there's an old man in a nursing home who's played by Noddy Holder, and uh, it's a, a very slow, breathy cover of uh, Here It Is, Merry Christmas by Slade, and um, some like little kid or whatever teaches him how to uh, set up a Zoom meeting and then it's like he's on a Zoom meeting with the other members of Slade in their retirement homes. <laughs> and he forgets the camera's on and he starts wanking. And then- <laughs> yeah, he goes full He goes full Tubin. He goes full Jeffrey Tubin. And just, just starts He, start, he starts going, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, spraying fucking fake snow out oh, of his God. cock. Stop it, Noddy! You, you're on camera. Oh God, Noddy! Oh God! Bloody hell! <laughs> I can hear upstairs. This was a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, so that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be the John Lewis advert or some some variation. They might cut out the the Jeffrey Tubin uh, jack off stuff. It's like extended version on on the website. Yeah. Yeah. You go on like or yeah, you go on you go on TikTok or Snapchat and you can see the uh you can see Noddy Holder's rotten old dick. <laughs> There'll be a Twitter account soon. Yeah. Noddy surprised... Holder's rotten old cock. Yeah, someone's made probably made a cat like Tubin Tubin's penis. Oh yeah. I mean the number of fucking Mike Pence fly accounts yeah. is, is, That's so is... epic. Oh my god! Uh, Open mouth, I mean, soy wojack face. I didn't, you know, I didn't get it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was funny until uh, SNL uh, did their skit where Mike Pence had two flies on his head. Oh, um, that really brought it home for me. That was when I realised that that was a, a funny thing. Um, so yeah, man. God, we've we've just covered you know like a full month's worth of awful Twitter discourse in the space of about ninety seconds. Yeah. Um. Anyway, was there anything else? Anything else we got to talk about? Um. No oh, big foot oh, news. Oh oh, oh 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 oh. Fifty-three years anniversary of the Patterson film today. Oh, 20, October twentieth. Yeah. Wow. Fifty-three years. Anniversary, yay! So of the most important f- uh, wildlife documentary film ever. I was going to say, yeah, it remains the uh, yeah the the most uh, significant um, documentation of of the the the, the Sasquatch. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, so that's that. Yeah. So, um. You know, everyone's going to celebrate in their own way. Maybe you want to go out into the woods and have a, a family member or a loved one take a blurry video of you while you're walking, um, just yeah. to celebrate. You know, recreate your own Patterson film. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a good, that's a good way to honor the uh, yeah the legacy of the uh, the Patterson film. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to get more of them. Um, and if you want to get in touch you can email us we got uh we got an email address we got a whole we got a whole email address just for our, just for us folks and it's uh and it and it goes like this juniorfunners at gmail.com 
Um, so yeah, send us an email there if you've got any questions or any comments. And you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners. We're also on Facebook as well. We've got a Facebook page for all of you, for all of you boomers that are still on Facebook. <laughs> Spreading your uh, you know, World War Two <laughs> memes and whatever. Um <laughs> And they told us to wear a mask in the in the war. Well, I'm not doing it now. I I, yeah, if I didn't wear it in a war, why would I wear it during a global pandemic? I would have pandemic? died because all the all the gas from all the bombs. Are, all the, Checkmate, all libs. The, uh, mm. Um. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>